Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio Dispatches from the Verge. Today, David Morrison and I, uh, we talk about um, the gospel story, the road to Emmaus gospel story, and then we transition uh, to a John Andrew Gallery um, quote from uh, the Friends Journal about this idea of inner and outer light and explore that um, as far as our spiritual path and even just our, our path in life. Uh, but before we get into that, thank you to Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Uh, thank you to Jacob Nedia at Monk Drums. That's what you hear in the background. Theruined.com is a place to go if you wanna hear or if you wanna learn more about Desert Rain, uh, the community drcrpod.com is a place you want to go if you want to hear other episodes of this podcast dreamwalkerway.com is a place to go to get david's book desolate beauty uh, it's a book of poet haiku poetry uh, you can also go to youtube if you'd like to experience an american sign language translation of that same book and within youtube uh, search dreamwalker is one word way is the second word uh, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please tell a friend. Word of mouth and social media really helps us. We appreciate you, and let's get into it. Welcome to Desert Rain Community. <laughs> Welcome to Desert Rain Community Radio, David Morrison. I'm sober. <laughs> sober, but low oxygen. Low oxygen today, yes, according to... We've got the... Uh, my sensors. The pollen attack, 2023. I had a good sneezing fit in the old bed last night. How are you? I'm Okay. Living here for the weekend. We are here for the weekend, baby. Um, Instead of doing farmers markets like normal human <laughs> beings and soccer games, watching our kids play soccer, uh, we're doing a podcast. Did you watch the? Which I know you didn't, but the coronation. No, I believe people know my opinion on that family. I did. So I watched the coronation, but yes. it was the coronation of Jerry the King Lawler. The wrestling guy who had the um, Andy Kaufman battle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Later yeah. in later in his sounded familiar. Later in his <laughs> career, he started calling himself the King. So I posted a picture of him today on the on the old Instagram in in honor of England's fake King. Yeah. Um, Screw the Royals. Sorry, I had to. Say <laughs> uh, in solidarity with the. Screenwriters Union in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, we support you. However, the podcast union that David and I are a part of yeah. are not striking. No. We're, we're still working. Uh, send resources. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so this will post a week and a half before Pentecost. Pentecost. Two and a half weeks, week and a half, anyways. And next week, we are releasing a Pentecost episode. Um, we already recorded. 
And this week, we're going to talk a little bit about this idea of, um, I guess for a broad term, like spiritual guides, allowing that divine light to guide you. Um, And we kind of got, or not we, this is David's, David's musings, but we got through that, got to that through the story, the road to Emmaus story. Yeah. So maybe if you want to paraphrase that story, and then we have a um, really beautiful uh, quote from John Andrew Gallery that we're going to follow up with that. So, Mr. Morrison. Yeah. So, you know, the kind of the general ideas of the Easter story, you know, the, the season of Easter is, right. is that this this person, this well, first this Messiah that they had hitched their wagons to, uh, they realized, uh, at least they thought, you know, we, we gambled everything on the wrong Messiah. <laughs> and, we're, and we're done. <laughs> we're ruined. Not good, man. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of the general theme, you know, whether it's the women at the tomb, they're like on top of the him dying, then they steal his body, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, then the two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they're just wandering, uh, in, in their, in their sorrows and their disappointments. The rest are all just kind of gathered in a hidden room, terrified mm. for their lives. Um, cause they were fear of retribution yeah. from the government, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And all of this prepares for Pentecost cause he's not going to mm-hmm. be with them anymore. Uh, he's not going to be present in the way that they had. And that's the theme of Easter. Okay. See, Mary doesn't, Mary Magdalene doesn't recognize him anymore. He tells her to stop clinging to him. In other words, there's something amazing is about to happen. Mm. And you need to let go of the old. Uh, and welcome in the new. And that's, and so I'm not talking about this just theologically. I'm talking about this. This is the experience of the, of, uh, the Christian life. Of any spiritual life. I was going to say just life in general. Yeah. The old has to, to become a scrap heap often. And, and your certitudes and things that you were certain of how the world works. And and uh, you know, I think I've said it before. You go anywhere. You go to any bar on Dyer Street in El Paso and bring up God. Everyone all of a sudden is an expert <laughs> on it, right? Uh, let me tell you about God. Well, right? and I think, too, it's not only throwing it on the scrap heap, but... Also integrating some of the stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not to, to, to um, elevate the new or to right. better inform the new maybe. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like uh, Richard Rohr often says, you know, to, to transcend and include, uh, which I think he stole that from Ken Wilbur and Ken Wilbur stole it from Claire Graves <laughs> and Claire Graves stole it from some guy that he paid 10 bucks to. <laughs> and so on. <laughs> said, and yeah. So you forth. could use that phrase. Here's, Give me 10 bucks um, on a, in a bar on Dyer Street. <laughs> but so that's kind of the theme, you know. And so, so if we, if we, you know, so I think we need to put out a, an intentionality towards God that, that we want a, a spiritual renewal. We want this life of the spirit. Uh, that's why he disappears from them at Emmaus because the, the signal is, He's now going to be inside of you. He's going to be mm. in your heart, uh, a living spirit right. inside of you. And so uh, that, that's, you know, and, and so now they were witnesses of this crucifixion. 
and somewhat witnesses of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they saw. Yeah, that, that, that's why the Gospels are still pertinent to me today. They, because they leave a lot of mis- more mystery mm-hmm. than anything mm-hmm. else, more questions than anything else. Which that, once again is a representation of life. Yeah, yeah. They're more true to life, in my opinion, yeah. than just some fantastical allegorical story you know uh something amazing happened Mm -hmm. and and we don't know what and so they were yeah and so they were third person or even second person witnesses to the crucifixion i and thou they saw Mm -hmm. it in front of them okay now this the reality of this crucifixion is going to be intimately aware inside of them and so, so the what's called the Paschal mystery, the mystery of death and resurrection, mm. is going to work its way. That mystery is inside of you now, and that's what a renewal of the spirit does in your life. And and so, I think it's important, you know, during, you know, liturgically, that's that's where we're at, right? Easter, right, heading yeah. for Pentecost, but experientially, it's a good time to put out your intention towards God and say, I would like. Uh, to move deeper into the to mm. the the sacred burning heart, I would like to be renewed in the spirit. Um, I would like to, yeah. So, yeah. Rather, not a, not an act of your will where you make something happen, mm-hmm. but it, but you simply put a, uh, an intentionality out and you become open. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's that's the hope of Pentecost and and hopefully the experience of it, not just uh, the charismatic world at least. They acknowledge it mm-hmm, more right. than just a day. Yeah, uh, but they, they tend to just keep it towards church entertainment as well as what it becomes. Interesting. It's just you know speaking in tongues, having a great meeting, uh, seeing people healed. Uh, usually, it's it's some, you know, usually it's it's a it's a very what's the word I'm looking for uh, a very general multi-symptom sickness that gets healed oh, that would right, have right, right, they right, probably yeah. would have. <laughs> recovered was, from anyway. It was just bad allergies. <laughs> yeah. And when you get a group of people together, anybody has gone to a music concert or mm-hmm. even a large sporting event, there's there's a connection there. There's a collective. Come over the crowd, right? Mind, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so, to, so, so Pentecost, the, 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 the Holy Spirit invites us to go deeper than just that kind mm-hmm. of stuff is what I'm saying. Uh, so, beyond a meeting, beyond a, mm-hmm. uh, some frills uh, and that kind of thing. And to go into a real life discernment. Well, I think too, to that same point, um, it's a call to a, or this is my opinion, but a call to a long-term thing, right? Like a meeting is a short-term thing, right? Like a couple of days is a a short-term thing, but it's like really, you know, what, what is, how do I integrate this spirit into my life? Yeah, exactly. Into my daily activities, even if they're the most mundane active activities. Yeah. Or they might be the most spectacular too, right? Like that, that's a possibility yeah. as well. But it's neither one of those is promised. It's just like, yeah. how do I embrace it? <clears throat> how, how did you just say uh, that idea of the, the death and the resurrection in their heart? Yeah. So yeah. it's in my heart the right mystery now. Mystery of that. Yeah. Right. That mystery is is in my heart right this moment. And I mean literally. Yeah. How do I embrace that for my life moving forward? Yeah. Right. And and you know, it's an ebb and flow, right? Like we forget these yeah, spiritual yeah, for things sure. and, and it will, you know, 
we you know we won't be cognizant of it and it'll migrate to the unconscious and that's okay yeah because it's a living mystery yeah so it's yeah and yeah and so it's also an invitation there's a shift that can occur that should occur uh, where you're you're no longer seeking an ecstatic experience mm. of the spirit, okay, but you're living ecstatically. Mm-hmm. You're, and so it's it's a different uh, it's a different mode for sure. Uh, Almost like a maturation of it. Yeah, yeah. In, in a, and we've talked about level. that. I think yeah. those four stages. Yep. Of of the contemplative life. Um, yeah. So so it needs to come a point where you you no longer need an ecstatic experience. Uh, because life is ecstatic. You're living ecstatically. I don't know how else to, to adverbized, ad, adverbize that word. Uh, and so, yeah, yeah. And, and it becomes a discernment. It becomes a, a way of life. It becomes, affects your decisions on a micro level. And it's episode 100 where we talk about those four stages, oh, okay. which wow. when this is posted exactly a month if you go four episodes back or five episodes back, you'll find what that was one. was the title of that one? Transforming Through the Dark Night. Oh, uh, okay. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, so with all that being said, um, through that story, um, you came across this this quote that I, I think is really, uh, it sort of lays out this idea of um, tapping into that, yeah. um, that living spirit, so to speak. And, you know, the, the gentleman uses the word light, but I feel like it, yeah, same thing. Yeah. I'm a, I have a, I have a, a great respect for the Quaker tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, not enough to where I will become one. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm too, I'm too, uh, rascally to, too much well, of a coyote that, to become a, there's not really a Quaker community close to where we're at. Yeah. To, to really tap under, into under 90. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's not, yeah, but but the Quaker tradition, their language is, is worth uh, contemplating. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they call it the inner light or, or that which is of Christ in everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, and, and they're, and they have a, you know, they have a, a long tradition, a deep tradition of discerning this what the the inner light is telling you mm. and guiding you to do right um and i and i like it just because it's from a different perspective rather than you know i i do like the intimacy of the spirit as a person mm-hmm. and and uh but i but this is also a good perspective for me mm. you know and yeah so i i came across it was in the friend's journal i don't know what the because we just came up with this like five minutes ago i don't remember the issue of the friend's journal, but yeah, his name was, uh, John Andrew gallery. And the, the article was life of the spirit, life of the spirit, life of the spirit is the okay. article. Yeah. Friends journal. And his name is John Andrew gallery. Um, this is for educational purposes. So <laughs> I, we're not trying to profit off of <laughs> if there's a copyright. Can you imagine being sued by a Quaker for reading their stuff? I mean, they could sue us, but they would. Richard Nixon would, I guess. They would. Well, Nixon definitely would. <laughs> or he'd have Nixon someone come was, break in your house. Nixon was, Nixon was quite litigious. <laughs> or he'd send Kissinger to bomb, carpet bomb your house and burn you alive. And then get the 
Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's the world we live in. What can you say? So, yeah. So he talks about this inner and this outer light. You know, I'll just, you want me to just read it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So he says, uh, but because the knowledge of our purpose and plan are in our subconscious, we do not remember them ourselves. Instead, we are given two guides. One is what we as Quakers refer to as an inner light. And he capitalizes that. And the other, to be complementary, might be called the outer light. Uh, similar to the light, we mean when we say we are holding someone in the light. And I think we did a, an episode on that, right? Holding one another in the light. I think uh, we've talked about it in the past. I don't know if we did. I know you did a Wednesday night yeah, we read a series on it. Yeah. So both our guides, both have been entrusted with all the details of our purpose and plan, but each guides us in a different way. The inner light helps us to recognize the people and events that will lead us along the path and will provide the most spiritual growth we can achieve in this lifetime. The outer light leads us to the circumstances in which those people and events appear. I'll go ahead and read the second paragraph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how it does this, I do not know, but that it does this, I am certain from the experiences of my own life. I know I have never made a decision about any aspect of my life. All decisions, that's, that's a radical statement, mm-hmm. isn't it? I'll read that again because just in case someone missed <laughs> the radicality of that. I know I have never made a decision about any aspect of my life. All decisions have been made by some outside force, by the unexpected influence of people and events that appear by quote unquote coincidence in my life at just the right moment, and are really messengers sent to guide me on my way. My task is simply to recognize and accept the guidance I am given and follow the paths on which I am led without necessarily knowing why or to what end. If you think this idea is crazy, look at your own life. How many decisions have you actually made yourself? How many have been determined by the unexpected and coincidental uh, influence of other people and events? But both inner and outer light are merely guides. We are free to follow or reject their guidance as we please. The only consequence is that we will have to try to learn those lessons again in another lifetime. And again, that's John Andrew Gallery, his article called Life of the Spirit in the Friends Journal. And so, um, so yeah, I think that's a deeper understanding of this, this empowerment and life an experience of the Holy Spirit that's accessible to everyone. Well, and it's funny too, because I talk about that a lot in the recovery, in my recovery thing. Like if I look at the last year of my drinking, so many things had to fall yeah, just right for exactly. me to end up a year later in the time and place and consciousness and, you know, willingness and even just the openness um and and you know and then boom i get i stopped drinking you know Um, it wasn't like i just stopped drinking there was like other stuff that went into it but i didn't know it in the moment right like it was retrospectively where i could see what he you know what he refers to as these coincidences falling into place and like well if that didn't happen i wouldn't have done that yeah and then that inspired me to do X, Y, and Z. And um, 
with a lot of my major like life decisions, I've, I've not all of them, but a lot of them, I've spent time thinking of, of that idea of like, I'm just on this path. Yeah. I don't want to say like a pinball, but, um, you know, yeah. when I follow the, these, these, uh, guides that he calls the inner light and the outer light, really amazing things unfold. It's very Hegelian <laughs> as the philosophies would say. Yeah. You're, you're responding and reacting to people and circumstances and, and it creates a life. Um, and you can get caught in, yeah. Negative cycles as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, uh, and then you just begin to, seems to, you know, I've met people who uh, are addicted to chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so chaos always finds them. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre things always mm-hmm. happen, you know, and I've seen them stuck in those kind of eddies mm-hmm. in life, you know. And, and so the spirit can break you out of that, you know. Yeah. Uh, um, I, think, I think it was Bono who said uh, in a song that grace kind of intervenes with karma. So there's karma going on, you know, and then grace, the grace of God breaks in and, and, and gets you out of the reach of karma. So from, um, my interpretation and just sort of shifting it back to this, like the many episodes we've done thus far, but like this inner, inner light that he's talking about would be similar to that untouchable, um, divine light within us, that, that divine flame. if you will. Um, And I guess outer light would be this idea of like praying for those around us. Is that, is that how you would interpret it or not quite? It seems like he's saying the inner light is, let me read that first, read it again. Okay. Okay. Cause he does. uh, And the only reason I say that idea of prayer, because he talks about that Quaker tradition of holding, holding each other in the light. So he's so he says So he says the inner light helps us to recognize the people and events that will lead us along the path and will provide the most spiritual growth we can achieve in this lifetime. The outer light leads us to the circumstances in mm. which those people and events will appear. So it seems like the inner light is is the is recognizing, yeah, I need to to build friendship with this person or that person. I need to be a, a part of this this group. I need to uh, to engage make myself a, in make this a activity. Commitment yeah. to this thing. Whether it's recovery or whether yeah. it's a social justice thing or whether or it's even a, a church. Yeah, yeah, a church or a specific or even just a a hobby group, a book mm, club. Right. You yeah, know yeah. those kinds. Of, you just have this inner prompting to be attracted to certain people and then, and then the outer light takes control and, and then the circumstances begin to click into mm-hmm, place mm-hmm. and, and these coincidences okay. uh, happen. And again, I think we talked about it on the Pentecost one, which is come. Uh, we'll be next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll be next. Which is now I'm really confused. Spoiler. We're Spoiler jumping in alert. time. Yeah. And the next episode, which we've already recorded, but won't be coming out till after this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a mind trip. Uh, I, I think we, we, we talked about the divine appointments, mm, you know, we, right. you know, yep. Philippians, we are God's, uh, workmanship, uh, 
created in Christ Jesus for good works, which the spirit has already appointed for us Mm -hmm. to do. So, um, so that, you know, so, so I'm curious, um, sort of what your experience has been without this idea of, of the inner light being called to join something in some way, shape or form, you know what I mean? It even if it's a big, in a big way or, or a small way, but something that has, you know, one of your personal experiences with that yeah, I, um, set up. I would have to agree with, with, uh, you know, the author, he, he's my life. I haven't made any conscious decisions that way. It's always been mm-hmm. this inner light, this inner prompting to do something. It could be something very small. Uh, and then it, it leads me to the, these certain people and then it, and then it, uh, yeah, then these outward circumstances occur. So even in childhood, I can remember, uh, uh, I was probably 11, 12. Um, uh, I guess it was probably my parents. I don't even have a memory of it, but for some reason I ended up, maybe they even forced me to do it to volunteer. (laughs) I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember not liking it. Right. Uh, but our church, Holy Trinity, in uh, off of Macomb Street. There you go. <laughs> Macomb's Shout and Shout out to Northeast. Woodrow Bean. Uh, these are the days where you, uh, where you walk the streets where your pop is from. I said that wrong. <laughs> that was a Robbie Robertson song that I just butchered. Uh, but yeah, they had a, an outdoor grotto mm. uh, there on the church grounds, which is just a... It's an enclosed garden kind of area that usually has a, a very large uh, life life size diorama, I guess, of the uh, of usually a, a scene in, in with uh, in, with the Virgin Mary. Usually, okay. I think th- this one was uh, Lourdes, France. This appearance of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it had these statues, and it, you know, has a a grotto, a rock grotto with a mm. waterfall coming down. And the rest, there's benches and trees and flowers and grass mm. and, well, you know, kind of like a park or a cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, so I, I ended up volunteering there to just water trees. I enjoyed it. That led me to become an altar boy at mm. that point, which led me to leave my all my friends at Dolphin Terrace, another Northeast. There you go. Uh, at sixth grade. And, and specifically went to Catholic school mm. uh, to follow this this leading and uh, and so yeah and these so these circumstances would just begin to develop uh, around me to uh, it, it's almost uh, the word conspiracy is, is a hot yeah right conspiracy <laughs> theorists but if you take a more positive look at conspiracy if it's not ruined uh, by uh, you know the myriads of of conspiracies but to conspire means to breathe together mm. and the spirit is described in the uh in the hebrew scriptures he's uh the spirit is described as uh ruach r-u-a-c-h i wasn't clearing my throat uh, which literally means wind it's the same word for wind mm. it's the same word for breath it's the same word for spirit uh and then you you go to the the Christian Greek scriptures, uh, and and the word is pneuma, mm. which is pneuma, you know, like pneumatic, which also is the same word in for breathing, for uh, wind, 
and, and spirit. They're all the same. So the ancient world saw no division between mm-hmm. these things. So this breathing together, this conspiring, and it, and it does seem like, and I think the, the novel, The Alchemist, talks about that when you, uh, I forgot the language, but he says when you, when you take steps to go for your, what you believe is your destiny. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the whole... The universe conspires. The, yeah, the universe will conspire. Yeah. It's probably on every meme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> on every social media platform, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but there's truth to that. Yeah, this conspiring happens. Um, and it happens in, in negative spirals too, like I was just talking mm-hmm. about. So, so the inner light is you begin to listen to that rather than the chaotic other voices. Uh, and, and things begin to happen. Or as B. Griffith said, uh, when people get together and begin to pray, strange things begin to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Well, it just, I mean, it, it, I know I've had those experiences as well. You know, and, and just um, every, t- so it's happened more than once in my life. And yeah. every time it happens, I'm, I'm equally in awe. But the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, yeah, of course it would unfold that way. Like, yeah. of course the spirit is, is in this in some way, shape, or form. Um, and usually it's in things. Um, it's not, so to go back to something you said earlier, it's not, I'm not willing, I'm not willfully trying to right. make you know, this puzzle piece fit yeah. in this area. There's it's, a difference. It, it, it's something that came completely um it's within whatever is unfolding but in a way and a direction that i could not have predicted exactly and it just it just every time that happens whether whether it happens to me personally or like i have lots of friends who have told me stories of the yeah. you know these things um and i can remember one and this you know this might seem on a surface level but it was extremely impactful for me um, I was at a, a recovery meeting and this woman was talking about, um, being, a you know, evicted from her apartment or like, a, it wasn't imminent, but it w- also was just around the corner. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was, it was within the calendar month and, um, she was sort of teetering on this, like giving up and just saying F it and tearing it all down. Um, or trying to, you know, continue doing the quote unquote right thing as far as trying to to stay sober, trying to engage with work, you know, just trying right. to be present for whatever. Um, but she was still in a dark place, you know, but right. she was also still trying to pray during this. And, and her mail had gotten her mailbox had gotten full because she'd kind of ignored it. And, mm-hmm. you know, one morning she's like, oh, I guess I, you know, pull that stuff out. And she she looks through it. Um, and, you know, and opened up one of the envelopes and it's, I don't even remember what the, what it was from, but you know, there was a check in there that she completely wasn't expecting was like enough to cover whatever the, the rent Uh, that was past due. Um, and it wasn't like someone had heard about her rent situation and was like giving a gift specifically for that. It was, it, it seemed much more coincidental and random than that. Exactly. And I remember like sitting there and being like, blown away because i wanted to believe 
Yeah. But then also the cynicism of me of being like, nah, that sounds like bullshit. Right, right. And then, you know, and, and now I've since observed those yeah, types you've, of you've things. Had it happen, yeah. Over and over and over in so many different exactly. contexts that I couldn't. The reason I remember that one is because it was the first time I had really heard something like that happen in someone else's life. Yeah. And, and every molecule in my body wanting it to be true and in the same side of that coin but the opposite thinking it was total nonsense yeah just total total nonsense um you know and it was probably about this time five years ago because i was or 15 years ago because i was relatively new within sobriety you know and and so fast forward and it's like every molecule in my body of that like wanting to believe now has that faith of like yeah yeah. Things like that un- unfold and who knows why, you know. And they just, just do, yeah. yeah. And it's just a really beautiful thing. I, I guess we're talking about two different postures, two different mindsets really. So one would be willfulness, which yeah. is where you're preoccupied with your goals, your preparations, your destinations, your arrivals, uh, accomplishing things, success and failure. And doing it your way, and being yeah, dead yeah, set and on it, it, having up. to look yeah. exactly how you think it should look. Which, you know, life requires us to do that at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not talking about that. That's not really, that's just the edited life. That's the life that you planned. As Joseph Campbell says, the life you plan has to give way to the life that's waiting. Mm-hmm. So the life that's waiting would be more willingness. There's an openness to everything around you. Uh, there's, there's an inner humming, if you mm. will, where you're just aware and you're, and you're, and you're, and you live in the transitional periods here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then these, yeah, I just did a haiku on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where these doors of light begin to open for you, mm-hmm. so to speak, uh, it's in the, in the folds, it's in the, in between spaces, uh, that we tend to want to quickly get out mm-hmm. of, you know, and, um, Take action. Take action and get out of, yeah, yeah, get through and get out rather than, no, there might be something here, you know, and so. Because there there are times, because there's, or at least in my experience, there's time for both, right? There's a time and place to take action. Yes. And if you try to do that 24-7, you're going to burn yourself out. Yeah. And then there's time and, and I don't want to say rest because that's not quite the place, but there's just this in-between place of reflection maybe there is some rest involved with it um you're still engaging with life but you're not more so yeah Yeah. you're uh it's almost like a mundane day-to-day thing yeah and being present to it yeah not um well i mean it's human nature to look to the future reflect on the past but but also just being present to whatever this um the here and now has in between these yeah. these points of action and and yeah you really encapsulated it well um, with that haiku yeah as far as like because that well thank you that that those times are important and they sort of set us up in a way for that you know whenever that next quote unquote action season yeah. is upon us and and time to engage in that. Because I can find myself um, also like during those busy or action times, uh, 
sort of reflecting on like, oh man, I want to go back to that transition time. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which which is all is um can be similarly distracting because then I'm not focusing on yeah. on what's what's to do in the here and now. Um and it's you know, and I think that's just a life thing. You yeah, know? and it's the Easter thing, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. wanted to go back to okay. stop clinging to me. You can't you can't remain here anymore. The tomb is empty. Uh, I, I read someone, I, I forget the name, but somebody said, you know, that we're given an empty tomb. That's the gift of Easter. Mm. It's an empty tomb, but we're obsessed for 2000 years to try to fill that emptiness mm. with creeds, beliefs, explanations, justifications, dogmas, experiences, dogmas, certainties, all of that stuff. But let it be empty. Mm. Let it be empty and let, and see what happens, you know, well, see I think it's possible. Well, and I think too, just for, like the human experience, empty, emptiness is terrifying. Yeah. yeah so it's it makes desert. sense. <laughs> it's deserted. Yeah. It's something you don't want to go make sense into. to try to like stuff it full. Exactly. Of, of, you know, all the things you just listed off. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, I still feel kind of lost about this idea of the outside light. So I don't know if you could like um, give an example, like a personal example or something um, that, sort of illustrates this outside light um, that the author is, is uh, Mr. Gallery is talking about. Uh, let me think here. Um, so, so I, I think, so from what I'm interpreting from it yeah. is so, so the, the inner light is, You've set the intention. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in that those transitional spaces. You and and you're able to recognize certain people that you know. And and so for an example would be, um, you know, when when I uh, left teaching, and there wasn't much to do mm-hmm. here. I mean, we were building the place, but right. there was, you know. I was like, what do I do now? <laughs> now what, <laughs> I'm the man? little dog that caught the car, and now what do you do? Uh, and so, uh, so I so I just began to wait, and and then so and and we were also uh, building relationships. So this this uh, and I've mentioned him before. Uh, this. Uh, uh, professor, sorry, I'm <laughs> dragging. No, here. no, 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 no. Like my sugar is crashing. <laughs> uh, this this professor at New Mexico State, a clay mm. chemist named Robert Marcus, uh, showed up here, and I I don't even remember the circumstances. So that mm. would be the outer light working. Mm-hmm. Our inner light was uh, just to to welcome people, to mm-hmm. be hospitable. Um, I don't even remember the connection. I apologize if anybody if I make you know. I think I. I think you've mentioned he brought a group out here for something. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. brought a spring break group. I don't remember how that all happened. Though. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right. so that would be the workings of the outer light. Yeah, okay. The inner light was just being open to that. And so he brought a, yeah, a group of Stanford kids mm. uh, from, from Stanford University to use their spring break to learn how to build sustainable housing, mm. uh, uh, you know, in, in third world countries, which, you know, 
which is basically the Southwest U.S. <laughs> I, I quote Rage Against the Machine. Families living out of their cars out in the Southwest. <laughs> and so, uh, and so, yeah, so he stayed there, you know, it was, I don't know, a week or two. And, and, and so he was, so the inner light was recognizing this man is important to our lives. Mm -hmm. he, he told us a lot of things that blew our minds. Uh, he's just a, a great we went to a conference with him, a Richard Rohr conference. Yeah, that was the. Ne I was uh, going to say that that was the next. So yeah, job yeah, exactly. Where he shared it was like a DVD or a CD or something with you. That's right. He, yeah. yeah. See, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gave me. He said, "Yeah, you remind me of this," and he gave me a talk by Richard Rohr, which mm -hmm. was the first one I'd ever heard. And then, so then, in being open, so that's the inner light. Mm -hmm. uh, we had we had agreed to do uh, participate in this weekend in the prison. Uh, through a ministry called Kairos, mm, right? Uh, which they they put on, you know, uh, it's basically a a a, a, a Jesus seminar <laughs> in the prison. Jesus that goes from Thursday to Sunday. Okay, and it's connected to the uh, what's also called the Emmaus movement, mm, which okay. is a, a the a, a, an interdenominational. I think originally it was it was Methodist, and it's mm -hmm. it's just basically a re indoctrination of Christianity into weekend retreat. Well, it's funny too because it's that's a Jesus course. <laughs> that's how you met Nima. That's right, and yeah. that's how I ended up at Desert Rain for the first time was yeah. with Nima and Randall because Nima had met you through that Emmaus yeah. um, group, group or conference or yeah. yeah. Anyways, but back so, to the so, Kairos. Yeah. So, so Jacob and I are, are leaving. We were literally on the highway here, going out to the prison. We're gonna, we we're gonna stay in Las Cruces. Mm -hmm. The prison was outside of the the city limits mm -hmm. of Las Cruces, in the middle of the desert. Yeah, it's probably an hour from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to go there twice a week, and yeah. drive an hour there yeah, and back. Both ways, yeah. Um, and so as we're driving out, we see a car, we pass a car and it looked like Robert Marcus. We're like, oh, he's visiting. He's going to come say hi, but we're going to miss him. And, you know, hopefully other people will. And, and, you know, so we, I called Marsha later and it, he, he didn't visit. It wasn't him. It looked just like him, his hat, everything. And, and Robert Marcus is also, uh, he, he's, uh, uh, a member of the, uh, I believe it was the Chiricahua Apache tribe. Mm. Uh, and, and so, so we go there. So we, we show up at the prison. This is a Thursday night. You're getting to, you know, there's about, I think 50, uh, inmates mm -hmm. who, who participate residents. We called them. Uh, and, I was immediately drawn. So this is the inner light. I'm immediately mm. drawn to out of this group of 50 plus another 30 of, of the, the team. So there's about 80 people in this gymnasium in, in the prison. But I'm drawn to this one man. And so I and 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 then they assign the seating and he's assigned to sit right, right next, next to me. To you, so course. that's yeah, the yeah. outer light. <laughs> and so his name is George Harrison. <laughs> And he's Navajo. He's a Navajo named George Harrison. There's that's, got I gotta write a short story about yeah. that. And so I said, so I just threw it out there. Hey, George Harrison. Uh, and then somehow he would mess with people. He'd say, No, my name is Harrison. My first name is Harrison. My last name is George. He, I saw him do that yeah, several yeah. times. <laughs> so this is an awesome man, you know. And uh, 
so I asked him, uh, and he was, you know, he was there for uh, uh, being an Indian in the 21st century is what he was in prison for. Uh, and, and so I asked him, hey, do you know Robert Marquez? And he was like, he did, and he knew the details of of the of him, and uh, it was it was just amazing, right? That's, a, that's unbelievable. Yeah, man. he said Robert Marquez had uh, been uh, uh, what's the word incidental in helping his family, George Harrison's family, some of the younger kids getting into college. Wow, that kind of thing. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just this crazy, and so you know, so it goes so the weekend goes on, and and. And then, uh, and then, yeah, George Harrison turns out to be what they call the uh, the pipe holder, mm. or also the president. Sometimes they use the uh, of the talking circle of the native program mm. in the prison. They have a sweat lodge. They had to fight like hell all the I way bet, to the Supreme yeah. Court just to have a sweat lodge in prison uh, to practice their religious mm-hmm. beliefs, and uh, and so he invited us to you know to hang out with them there and then you know and it so that's the outer light and then it led to us being able to be this the outside sponsor Mm -hmm. of that program because the 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 christian organizations would not sponsor them because they were quote-unquote pagan Mm -hmm. you know and so uh reminds me of a, a quote i saw by richard Rohr. uh you could tell uh what religious groups worship by who they hate Mm. And so uh, that, that says a lot right there, right? Well, and to even jump further into the story, just because I know it, uh, the night before you got, you had your heart surgery, they yeah. came, you had a vision and they came to visit you yeah, yeah. At, at the hospital. Um, and, and so it's like a threat, you know, that threat yeah, yeah. goes all the way yeah, <laughs> through I don't, life. Yeah, yeah. So here I am. I think I might have been recovering. No, you're right. It was. I think it was, it was the, the night, night before. It was yeah, or maybe I mean, two nights before. I was. It's recorded somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you, you and that's I right. talked I, about it. I could sense these huddled <laughs> shadows in the room, and they were doing a drum circle, and they were praying for my healing. And I had a sense these were not deceased people. These weren't ancestors. These were not uh, the communion of the saints. These were uh, the 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 literal natives that I met and knew in the in yeah. during that time. And they were thinking about me. They were praying for me. And this was the manifestation of that. And they had no idea, you know, just yeah, of course. these things are on the wires, yeah, right? Yeah, the spiritual so wires. There's a lot of woo-woo that happens, but it's the inner and the outer light. So that's the best example that I could come up with in my <clears throat> adult Saturday afternoon. Well, and it reminds right. me, I'd totally forgotten about this, but oh, I don't remember the timeline, but several years ago, a gentleman I knew passed away. And for months... I would see him. He would be in a passing by car. He'd be walking on the street, you know, and I would, and I would take the second look, but it was like the car had, you know what I mean? Was, right. you know what I mean? But, but I saw him half a dozen times, if not more. And it was just, it was like very odd. And then one day I get a phone call and I had written my name and number on a piece of paper for this gentleman. And, this was, I don't know even how long after he had passed, but his mom finally like was in a place where she could clean up, you know, like clean up some of his stuff. And and she picked up either a pile of paper or a pile of books or something. And some of this stuff fell down 
and my number just happened to fall out out of all of everything. Um, and she had been wanting, she had been having this idea to call me, but she didn't know how to connect. Yeah. And so, um, calls me and we have an amazing conversation. I, you know, I tell her about seeing her, you know, I've been seeing your son multiple times. Um, and after the conversation, I haven't, yeah, it was the just vision, the vision stopped. You know, the connection was made. Whatever right, for yeah. whatever reason that connection needed to be made. We had this really beautiful conversation. And um and I, I I haven't thought about that in in I who knows how long. Yeah. But I, I can remember being on the phone call and just I don't remember if I did cry or if I was just on the brink of tears of like, oh, like it's on the wires. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all it's all it's all this woo-woo stuff. That my logical brain says is nonsense. And then I, I just, when I get thrown into the middle of it, it's like, oh, this, like, this is what life is about. These, yeah. You know, cause I don't even know, it was probably less than a 30 minute conversation, you know, but it was such a beautiful, intense conversation and obviously had to happen yeah. for whatever reason, who knows what the reason is. And we may, you know, we may never know, but just to be in that moment and just be blown away. Yeah. Um, buy it and it's just like that when we we follow these guides this inner light this outer light and just allow allow ourselves to be open to it um yeah and i i'm of the school don't i'm I'm of the school to resist when when that connection happens mm-hmm. to resist the the temptation to make an institution mm-hmm. of it oh yeah yeah, yeah right and right so right. i mean other people do that and they become very successful i suppose uh because they but i i just i'm of the school of thought that let the moment pass and come. Mm-hmm. And if it's supposed to be something long-term, it'll, it'll arise mm-hmm. on its own. Mm-hmm. The outer light, if you will. Right. Um, Absolutely. Others would disagree with me on that. And uh, uh, Greg Steele would probably disagree with that. I, I don't want to speak for him, but I know we've had, you know, where his, his approach would be, no, you've been given this opportunity, mm-hmm. take it mm-hmm. and see how far it goes. So there, so I'm not, you know, saying the other way is wrong. I'm just saying I'm of that school. Well, there's no way to know for sure, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I say remain in the willingness uh, thing. And and, and it can go the other way too. Like I've been in uh, the last several years more in a stance of resisting all of it of Mm. uh, because I've been in so much uh, emotional pain uh, to turn, turn off my sensors uh, and my, my connect, my, what's the word? I'm my, my sensory connections, uh, so to speak, I've been cutting those off, uh, in, in a lot of ways, not, not in a willful, well, it is willful, but not in a cognitive sense. Like I'm going to do this. It's right, more right, emotional right. at an emotional oh, level. Uh, not on the logical level, but, but from the heart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I saw that show, uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the show, really identify with that character and yeah he was willfully shutting himself off from Mm. the force and it was causing him great suffering and pain Mm. and uh and it was a little too close to home (laughs) like no but i also trust you know that that the the spirit or the inner light will bring me to a place where those things will heal right and uh yeah and i'll be able to to be more responsive that's the word my responsiveness to it has been dulled uh, because of emotional pain in my life yeah and i I, you know you and i have talked about this 
I feel like quite a bit, but there is something about a time, uh, like a season, right? Uh, yeah, for, for, for sure. each thing. And, and I think for me where I can fall into um, struggle is when I res- when I'm comfortable in the season I'm in and it's seeming to like it's time to change and I kind of like the stop clinging to me right, right. you know what I mean and I want to I want to keep the season that's about to pass right and not enter into sometimes I can make that transition gracefully but it seems like more so it's like no no no, no. yeah <laughs> I'm not yeah. ready I'm not ready for this <laughs> for this yet it's like no 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 but that's just me wanting to be it on, on my time yeah, on my, yeah you know on my on my willfulness or what or whatever um yeah, that's a good point. When things, when the outer light, the circumstances start clicking together and things begin to happen, you can get really high off that, so mm-hmm, to speak. Mm-hmm. You get an emotional high and you don't mm-hmm. want it to end. But it, uh, And so a lot of times, yeah, the season ends with, uh, it, it's more of a, like getting kicked out of a moving van <laughs> on Dyer Street. <laughs> and, Tuck uh, and roll, baby. Yeah, Tuck and you're and just roll. rolling into the street. Uh, because you resisted so much and you just got kicked. The circumstances just kicked you out of yeah. the, I don't. I, I'm not saying God does this to you. Some people would say that. Right. It just, I'm just the, saying the that's part of the life. nature of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of letting the season gracefully end, yeah, you just get, you just fall out of the, <laughs> the moving van. Well, uh, as we, that's the imagery of that's perfect, I think. Uh, we're coming up on time. Is there anything else within this context of inner light, outer light, the coincidences, the the unconsciousness of, of what, you know, what life has for us um, that you'd like to add before we we call it a day, call it a show? No, I would, I would just suggest that and encourage uh, people interested in this to you know, whether you're doing this again to revisit this in your life or doing it, you know, for the first time to, to just make a a prayer of intention like that. Mm. Maybe when you get up in the morning, when you get some, some place where it's quiet, hold your hands out in a passive sense so that you're open and, and, and just say, uh, you know, uh, I open myself up to the movement of your spirit in me Mm. so that, the movement of your spirit all around me can happen. Something like that. You That's know? amazing. A, a simple prayer like that. And yeah. Beautiful, man. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, if anyone's interested, the, um, the name of the author is John Andrew Gallery. And you can go to johnandrewgallery.com. Maybe we should email him. We should. Tell him we talked about him. Said, hey, we liked your quote. <laughs> and then we get a cease and desist letter <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Or he firebombs our house and <laughs> lets us burn alive. This is, this is this is what happens when you mess with the Quaker Mafia. You've heard of Nixon? He's got nothing on and gallery. We both, and we both get taped up our mouths and they throw us out of, out a, of a van. van on Dyer Street into a lot. Tuck and roll, lot. baby. Tuck and roll. Uh, thank you to uh, Danny West. He does all the editing and sound engineering. Uh, thank you to Jake, Jacob Nedia. That's what you hear in the background. Uh, If you didn't hear last week's episode, uh, Jacob joined us uh, for a great conversation. And I figured out the mystery. His son, Noe, that we referenced numerous throughout the show, is 10 years old. (laughs) (laughs) We guessed 8, 9, or 10. He is 10. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Morrison. Thank you, Mr. Mason. Appreciate you. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. 
uh, theruin.com if you want to learn more about Desert Rain, the community, uh, dreamwalkerway.com if you'd like to purchase David's book, uh, Desolate Beauty, uh, drcrpod.com if you want to find other episodes of our podcast. Um, Am I forgetting any of them? I think that's it. So there we are. We will be back next week. Thank you all. Let's get into it.